This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streaming Let me know when Rob every morning on the Tom Bernard oh, Show app. Oh, he is. Okay. Anytime, Thanks. on Rob demand, Yang, how you doing, wherever Rob? you get your podcasts. I'm good. How are you? Well, now I'm really good now that you're here, Buster. Let me put it that way. Right? I was uh, enjoying this conversation that was going on. Yeah, I just, again, I just, everybody would calm down. Rob, can you get everybody to calm down for us? What do you think? You know, I, 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 do, my, I do what I can. You know, <laughs> a, a word, turtlenecks, I'll do anything to just kind of take it down a little bit. Turtlenecks. Are those easy to find in Hollywood? You know, um, I, I haven't I haven't seen all too many. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if uh, they'd come out at, uh, at at the hottest day of the year out here. Now, Rob, That's, could you, can be a little bit odd. Could you get to work and get on some like popular shows? I mean, Succession, Rabbit Hole with Kiefer Sutherland. Can't you get on a popular show, Rob? That's magnificent that you've done oh. done this. It, those are great shows, as a matter of fact, both of them. Oh, thank you. Um, I guess I guess uh, I'm just on them. At it, uh, uh, but that's the good news. They, they asked me to show up, so <laughs> that works. Rob is known for his role as Lawrence Yee on Succession and as Logan Kim on The Resident. Yang has also appeared in numerous television shows and films, including The Americans, Living with Yourself, and Twisted. So tell us. Uh, and by the way. I also uh, tip of the cap to Kiefer Sutherland. I always like the things that he does as well. But if you could tell us a bit about Rabbit Hole for people. I, I really think it's terrific. So I'd like to maybe have you talk to people about your take on the show. Uh, yeah, Rabbit Hole is uh, it's, it's an espionage thriller uh, starring Kiefer Sutherland. And, uh, you know, it's, it started airing this last month. So we're it's an eight-episode series. And we're... I think six just came out on Sunday, um, but it's uh, it's it's following just a, a world where you question what reality is. And uh, Keeper Sutherland's character, he plays this guy named John Weir, who uh, very much is questioning uh, what what reality is as as he goes about the show. Um, I play this guy named Edward Hum, and he's he's uh, just an unassuming. Treasury investigator who gets uh, swept up into all of this mess. Rob, let me ask you a question about that because, you know, look, I've never been an actor. I've never lived in Hollywood or the rest of it. Um, has American have, have American shows, streaming shows, and all the rest of it, have they kind of followed the European lead where everything is now four, six, eight, maybe ten episodes? Uh, are you in favor? I mean, obviously, I guess my number one question would be. Do you make less money if you're an actor because there's only eight episodes rather than like 21 like there used to be? Well, you know, it, it's uh, the the benefit of that is that you get to work on more things, right? Um, so, so it's not like you know being on one show because it's so many episodes that uh, your quote unquote hiatus from the show is is so short that maybe you could fit a movie, but it's got to time in perfectly. For that, um, so I, I, I think I, I mean, I, I prefer it. I like working sure um, on on these these shows that are more serial like. Uh, you know, I, I I remember back when uh, Twenty Four first came out on box set mm-hmm. uh, with Kiefer Sutherland. I remember binging the hell out of that. 
And so I'm, I'm, I, I like watching these, these shows that are strung together as opposed to, um, um, you know, episodics where it's just uh, contained episodes. I like watching it. Yeah, I do too. I agree with you. We're going from the beginning to the end. So it's, you know, that's, um, as, as far as the money goes, I, I guess that's, uh, everyone gets paid a different amount. Um, right. You know, I, I make a, a lot less than Kiefer, I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so I understand. Nobody's that. paying me, you know. So, uh, yeah. Hey, it's it's great. I think it's magnificent. I, I love this descriptor in Rabbit Hole. Nothing is what it seems when John Weir, a master of deception in the world of corporate espionage, is framed for murder by powerful forces with the ability to influence and control populations. How close to the truth do they get with some of these things now, Rob? It seems to me as I'm watching series now, like I said, four, six, eight shows, whatever it is, we're getting closer and closer to how things really are instead. Yeah, there's a fantasy element to it, no question. But there's also a lot of reality behind shows like yours, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's anything in this. You know, as far as uh, you know, information and data and what, what corporations uh, and, and uh, you know, organizations collect on us, you know, it's just, it's scary how much information is out there. And, and this show definitely, it's, it's a reality, the, the backdrop of the show. Um, and it just, you know, in a dramatic form, just, just shows how, you know, you can, you can be manipulated, but that's, I think it's really relevant. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't done one of those, you know, genealogy things, uh, that everybody does those 23 and me stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, just because I, you know, I'm like, well, that information's out there. <laughs> oh, God, I, I don't um, think there's any question. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, so I, I think, I think this, this uh, show, uh, what the, the uh, deception and being manipulated by media, I think it's very relevant, and and it also touches upon like. You know what's what people in the media say is true or not. Like what oh. you know, what is considered the truth now? Um, you know, we we had so much uh, outright lying. You know, um, and nobody apologizes. You know, you just I think that's right. You know, there's, there's there's like this new rule of just just don't apologize. <laughs> you can make it through. Don't don't apologize. But you know, maybe things are changing now. But it's certainly been like that. Well, it's, um, it is amazing, Rob, that you got information, you have disinformation, and then you have outright lies. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty shocking. But uh, I don't know about you, but it doesn't doesn't shock me anymore. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. Well, I will tell you this, Rob. I know you got to go right now. But it's too too short of an interview. But Rob Yang, ladies and gentlemen. Rabbit Hole with Kiefer Sutherland. Watch it. I've, uh, I've seen a couple episodes. It's a terrific show. And, like, I, I think it's a good thing when, when Hollywood steps up or wherever, you know, they're doing the production and, and really kind of informs people, look, most of what we're doing here really does happen. Not all of it, but most of it actually does. So, Rob, thank you for your time this morning, sir. 
And he's gone. Yeah, I heard him cut him <laughs> off right in the middle of that whole yeah. deal. He was very, very pleasant. Yeah, into yeah. Very pleasant. A, a little sleepy in Hollywood right now. So, but yeah. you know, yeah, it's still only 6 a.m. over in Hollywood. Did you just spill your coffee no, into your purse? No, it's fine. Okay. okay. Oh, don't worry about it. It did go right worry. in your purse, didn't it? Don't worry about it. You want us to take like a half hour break so you can hose down the room or anything? No, don't worry about it. Yeah, that is a good show, by the way, and I, I do like Kiefer Sutherland. Um, but but it is true you got you got information, you have disinformation, then you have flat out right out lies, and we really lean in heavily on the flat out lies mm-hmm. now, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why we have to do that, but apparently it's very very important to get it done. I, it's whatever. Oh, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. What Damn were you it. supposed to do? I was like I said when when Tevin comes on. By the way. Tevin is a man of color. Stop. I'm going to say when he comes in. I should have said, Rob Yang, he's Asian, you know. Oh, stop. I'm going to start doing it. Why not? I'm because trying to get people to vote for weirdest. me. it's the weirdest. No, it's not. I'm getting people to vote for me just like the politicians are doing. Um, I'm we, protecting the people of color. While Steve is protecting our show, he just said an idea for the show. How about Dr. Mirman, Mirman from oh, Life Dr. Medical? Yeah, he, he uh, would know about cannabis. Do you want me to try to reach out to him? Yeah, well, matter of fact, I have his number if you want it. Oh, well, that just well, makes he's the guy, easy. No, he's the guy who got me on uh, on the legal cannabis anyway. Oh, yeah. No, he's very good. But he's a Russian, so does that make me a Russian spy? I don't know. I make terrible life choices. I just spilt a whole cup of coffee in my purse, mm-hmm. so... I'm a Russian spy! I know you are. Did you really spill a whole cup of coffee in your purse? It's like a cup and a half. It's a pretty yeah. big container. You're a disaster. It's fine. It's just... I don't. I'm. I'm just looking for. It. I don't know if I have Dr. Mer, uh, Merman or how I how I have him in here. Oh, you know what? I think it's in the M's because I think I put it under his last name. No worries. We can do it during the. No, next, no, we're we'll doing do, it right now. No, I'm hard at work. I'm hard at work. The one nice thing is that today when we get this show up on YouTube and then we pull these for, you know, clips for all the social medias, that'll be the first clip that we put out <laughs> is Brittany dumping her entire cup oh, of yeah. coffee into oh, her absolutely. purse. That'll be the first thing <laughs> that goes up today. So make sure you follow the Tom Bernard Show uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> it's fine. It's you fine. are kind of a pain in the ass with all your, all your misdoings, I misgivings. Cannot. Disaster. It looks like you're texting during the show, by the way. I'm not texting. I'm just looking for where I put it. I have way too Give many Give me your people. phone. I can search no, no, things. No, no, I got it. I got it. Uh, there it is right there. You see that? I'll the get the number. Of the J's? Yep. Yep. There he is right there. I thought I had it under doctor, the clinic, or whatever, but it's under Jacob. I got it. I'll take care of this. J- Jacob worry. is, yeah, and I'm sure he'd love to come on. He'd probably like to pop on. Through this entire transition, I would imagine, talking about that. Sure, yeah. If you can shoot me his number, Britt, I'll drop my line real quick. Sounds good. I'm going to send his contact to you and I. You and me. Just shut up. I just built a whole container of coffee in my favorite purse. And here I am. Is it leaking? I don't. Just leave me alone. No, I'm going to look and see if you got a puddle over there. Just don't. What What do you want me to do about it? Being less of a disaster. I cannot. I cannot. I can. I cannot. Was that the roommate? What was the name of that? The room? Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) We've had him on. We had him on the queue a couple of times. I love that movie, by the way. It's a great movie. I love it. I agree Mm -hmm. with you. It's it's horrible and great at the same time. It's so good. Which I love. There's no question about it. So, yeah, we're going to find out uh, from, uh, hopefully we can get a hold of Dr. Merman, because he's a real, I've known him for years. Great guy. I got my... uh, 
my okay from him. He was the doctor that did the exam on me and said, yeah, you're nuts. You should get on this. Yeah, I, I feel like that was probably a quick appointment. Yeah, it took about 30 seconds was all it was. Tom, you're out of your mind. Get on some geef and you're good to go. He's like, don't even walk in the room. We're good. You can go yes, ahead. Yeah, that's exactly right. I take it to sleep, ladies and gentlemen, because I used to have to take, well, Again, when I got up at 3.34 in the morning for 37 years, try sleeping. It does not work. You never adjust to the fact that you should be going to bed at 7 o'clock at night or something, right? No, no. Your body is just, yeah. You've been doing, you did that for so long, too. What time do you wake up now naturally, like on the weekend? Uh, Today I woke up at 5.36. That's actually not that bad. No, 5.36 is a hell of a lot better than 3.36, I'll tell yeah. you that. A and on the weekend, better. what do you wake up at the same time? No, like 8 o'clock. Nice. I do. It's wonderful. But the thing about it is I still have to adjust to this whole thing because driving in today, it felt like it was about noon. I know. Because the sun's up in the sky, so I have to put the visor down. I haven't driven in, in – I've mentioned this several times, but I've not driven to work when it's light out for 37 years. There's so many times it's I have weird. a little, little moment of panic. Because I'll be like, wait, am I supposed to be there by now? Like, right. Like, right. I don't know how many times. <laughs> and, like, if I get confused, all of a sudden I'll be sitting there slowly, like, eating in the dark. And then I'm like, wait, should I be out of the house? But, like, wait, it's almost six. Should I be gone? Like, I, I ugh, know. Ugh. I know. Well, then you asked me not to come in early, so now I just said, okay. Okay, I'll just... first off, I never yes, asked you that. You did I asked too. you. You're I... a liar. I asked you if we could sit quietly. No. While we're in here so I can read stories for your show. With your namesake on it. So basically what you're saying is... I hate you is what you hear. Is you hate me. Yes, that's exactly... Trust me, I I talked to your wife about this. By the way, they get here yesterday, and there were, like I said, about 30 people in the studios here. Yeah. All the people for the sales. Bernie was here, and I love working with Bernie, too. He's so lovely. He's the head of sales. Yeah. Just a really good guy. Some salespeople showed up. Um, We had a nice, nice talk about this, but... Blending in the family, because you guys, well, Rudy, I don't think you ever met anybody from my family other than Andy, did you? Yeah, yesterday was the first time I really met Catherine, but yeah, Alex is about the only, Alex and Andy, for sure. Yeah, so it was nice to just bring them in and, you know, although you two gushing over one another, Brittany, my daughter. We don't gush over each other, we just... Yes, you do. Oh, God, Here's the thing, you guys, I am a full-blown spaz person. Yes, you are. I just have to, when I connect with my other spazzes is when our spazzes come out. Like, I got, we just all of a sudden, like, we're the worst, nobody wants to be around us, but that's fine, because we thrive with each other. There you have, you do thrive, you guys... See, that's one thing I gotta be very honest with you. Now I'm being honest, not a smart ass. But it's so great to see my daughter just she loves you. I you know that. Well, yeah, I love I love her. We and her have so much in common. All of a sudden we're talking about the size of children's clothes and Rudy <laughs> wants to kill himself. <laughs> it's fine. We're like intrigued. So like is he a two T now? Is he whatever? It's like so funny. But you you know when you you have those people, right? That like you just meet and you go, like, we are on the same frequency. Like, yeah. And you just, it's just easy. Like, I can, Alex and I could go to the DMV and I'd have a blast, you know? So, did you do that for the segue? As a matter of fact, one of the people I think of all the time is Chris Eggert, who's up right after this. That's exactly what I did. Okay, good. <laughs> Tom Bernard. The last thing you think about after an accident is how your social media might be used against you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I hope you're never injured in a collision. 
But if you are, don't sign anything or post anything online until you've talked to us. These days, it's natural to share online what's happened to you, good and bad. When you file an injury claim, insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you deserve. Your social media posts can be twisted and taken out of context. That includes words and pictures. Don't give them any fuel. Hey, you'll have the rest of your life to share the trip to the lake or your new job, but you only have one shot at winning your injury claim. If you've been in an accident, don't wait. Schedule your free case consultation now with Bradshaw and Bryant. Visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, 8.21 now, 21 minutes after 8 o'clock, KQRS. i got to check the uh, weather because it's supposed to warm up into the higher 50s today, which is good. Uh, right now it's 37. So it jumped from 30 to 32 to 37. Should be a uh, high today. It's looking pretty good, about 57 and sunny, they're saying. So that's good, Chris, don't you think? Yeah, it's great. Yesterday was uh, oddly nice, yet the breeze was pretty cold we yeah the breeze was mm-hmm. yep we were at a track meet last night and like for a minute you were hot and then 30 seconds later you were cold if you got in a little bit of shade and then the wind was blowing but i gotta ask you an off off the cuff question here because i saw something on tv yesterday and this poor son of a bitch i don't know how, what happened or who didn't set him up properly but he, he was sitting in a wheelchair and and uh his left leg was cut off below the knee yeah. Right. So they gave him these this stretchable bands. They're like six inches deep and six feet long or whatever. And he was supposed to exercise his leg with this. So you put it under your leg and you pull up on it. Uh, yeah. You use your leg yeah. and all that. Right. You, so, you know. Yeah. I am not joking when I say uh, the whole six feet of that thing was stretched out fully. It flipped off the bottom of his leg, hit him right in the face. My God, that must have hurt. Oh. I was like, holy crap. Did, oh. did you have to do any of that stuff? Did you ever well, get, I mean, you get hit in the face, did you? No, but I, we got those bands laying around. We've got yeah. athletes in our house. So, like, there's those bands are laying around in about every room, um, <laughs> stupid, stretchy things. Yeah. And I, I get, I like, they, in fact, they make me angry now because whenever I see one, I associate it with like pain or physical therapy. Sure. Yeah. So sure. I like, and I'll like in a rage, throw them away because I don't want them around anymore, which is stupid because then Buy next more. time somebody gets hurt, they're probably charging me for another one of the dumb things. What were, what were you watching? Um, God, I can't remember what the name of the show. Uh, let me think about it. I, I, I got to come up with it. Can't Are you think watching of it Amputee Channel again? Yes, the Amputee Channel. Um, we're going to cut you off right here. Thank you very much. Great to be Huh? What do you think of that Hey-o. slogan? The Amputee Channel. We're Ooh, cutting you the, off. That's the kind of comedy that we're, that's what we're all here for. Yes, that's exactly right. It's just way over the top and really actually hilarious.
I, I yeah. wanted to say something. I'm, it's, I'm really enjoying the cameras during the commercial break so I can see you guys scurrying about to go off to handle your business uh, in between the commercials. And, um, Tom, I'm very jealous that when I was in the studio on Monday, you didn't offer me one of your special cherry drinks. <laughs> You're more than well. Well, first of all, Brittany drinks them all. So, oh, she, yep, there. Yeah. So there you go. I, if I had some, I would have, but. Not only, not only do I, but also when I have a friend come in, my friend Shannon drank one. Oh, yeah, Shannon, too. Yeah, she goes and drank one, too. Don't worry about me. Help yourself. I'm running low, but uh, yeah, don't worry about that. That's, yeah, that's weird. Cool. Oh, no. Did you do it again? Jesus, pal. You did it again. It's a psychopath. Are you kidding me, Brittany? Ah! What did you she did, do? This is the second time in like 12 minutes she's dumped her coffee. Now you shut off my screen. <laughs> Jesus. I cannot see any. Oh, there, we're back now. Thank you. Oh, my that God. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Good God. Oh, I keep spilling my coffee, Chris, and I did it in my purse, on my purse, on this chair. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, we we got to get this video stream going out on oh. the podcast it, so yes. people can. That needs to, we need to get the, our best people on that to make that start happening. Oh. Yeah, what just happened there was gold. It's it's going out today. Yes, you will see it up to. Oh, yeah, I'll make sure that we get you in there for sure. You guys, Chris, what's yeah. crazy is I feel. so so smart today. Two days in a row, I've had eight hours of sleep. So I feel like a genius. But like, obviously, mm -hmm. that's not something's not clicking. Something's not. Is this genius thing a comparative issue? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is from baseline. Uh, my version of genius. <laughs> my wow, version. Tom, of you, you're throwing out the hate today, my man. You're, I, no, no hate. I adore this woman. You know that. <laughs> oh, I feel comfortable with our relationship as is. Don't yeah. Don't go yeah, change. Don't, oh God, don't change because that only means I'm getting phony and behind <laughs> yeah, your back. I don't back need that. I, I don't need that. Oh. No, I, I was just talking about this, Chris. My daughter and and Brittany are really good friends. They love one another and just been friends forever. And my daughter showed up because we had a meeting. The Hubbards all came over yesterday. Everybody in management from Hubbard came over yesterday to say congratulations on the show and blah, blah, nice. blah. It was, well, yeah, I mean, and I told, I, you know, I did a little, not a speech, but a little talk before, because Ginny was here. Yeah. I've known Ginny for my whole damn life, pretty much. But, I, you know, I was talking about the fact it's a whole different, I don't think, maybe you've been around long enough. To not even know how, and I don't, I'm not kissing anyone's ass here. It's going to sound like it. But working for the Hubbards is a whole different thing than working for just about anybody else. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, listen, there's a, a weird, I think there's a, a definite envy from people who work at other organizations yeah. in town, mm -hmm. realizing what the difference is between having um, some big giant company that owns you at the bosses who are 3000 miles away versus right. a company that's based right here in the twin cities. Uh, to me, it makes a huge difference. And I think you see it every day and you feel it. So that's, that's very cool that everybody stopped by. Everybody came and I mean, everybody came, but it's one of those situations where, um, you know, my daughter got here early and she and Brittany are good friends. So they're, you know, hugging each other and talking to all this lovey-dovey crap about their friendship. And then Ginny Hubbard gets here, Ginny Morris now, but I still call her Ginny Hubbard because I've known her for her whole life. She comes over and gives me a big hug and talks about, hey, look at that, your grandson's here because uh, Ethan was here and he kept running over with his arms up so I'd pick him up. And it was just, it was this wonderful moment. 
and I'm not trying to be a pain in the ass here. I'm just saying it's uh, you guys need to know. Well, um, and of course, the two of you know because you worked over that shit all. But anyway, um, it's not like anywhere else. It's just not right. Yeah, when for I, sure. Well, when I got to, before I came over to Hubbard, I was working downtown for CBS. And there was a guy in that building that was just a dick to me all the time. Chad Hartman? <laughs> <laughs> no, Chad's shot a good friend of mine. Shot fired! I'm not a shot fired. I, Chad's my buddy. I love We're Chad. coming for you, Chad. Chad's a great guy. But when I made the announcement that I was leaving there, uh, they didn't put like in the email where I was going. So when I was walking down the hallway, the guy said, uh, where are you going? Why are you leaving? I said, I got a job over at Hubbard. And his whole demeanor changed. He was like, oh, Really? Well, well, hey, I mean, keep in touch, man. Like, yeah, any other opening. Yeah. I was like, no, piss off, dude. You don't get a job. No, no, no. I hate yes, those. I know. I hate those people. <laughs> God, so dumb. Uh, yeah, so, I know. Oh, now you know my name. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Now you want my number? But you yeah. know what's great about that too is it's not like we'll do this, 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 and this. We sat down, you know, Ginny was there and Dan was there and Amy was there. And, and you know, uh, the first person I met was because I had never met Rudy before, even though, we, well, I'd seen you before, but I'd never really met you. Yeah, a couple conversations. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we started going down the list. And basically, corporate America is not going to sit across the table from you and go, hey, whoever you want, just tell us who you want and we'll take care of it. And, yeah, right. of course, the three, the three of you came up. Uh, yeah, I mean, go down the list. Bob Sansevier's with us. We got Tim Lammers with us. We got Kristen Burt with us. This nowhere else would that have happened. And again, I'm not sucking up to the Hubbards. I'm just telling you, corporate America needs to get its head out of his ass again. Because who's the most successful in town? The Hubbards. So you can be decent and successful. Gee, what a jock. Right? We're, uh, the TV division celebrating 75 years. Wowzers. This, this week. So. We've been running a bunch of stories like going way back in the archives. And we did a story the other night about um, the first broadcast. We were the first TV station on the air here. And then they carried the first uh, live TV event, which was a baseball game. And they were talking about like, you know, they only had three cameras. And like to think about you watch a baseball game now and there's a camera, you know, there's friggin. 29 cameras and you know all these different places and blah 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 that's been kind of cool going through that you know showing those archive videos and um there's like some old saturday night fiddle fiddle jamboree something or other (laughs) it was like the most popular show and we were playing that that was was, fun it's cool it's cool what was his name again the host of that show i used to know his name but I can't remember. I could probably run in the other room and look because there's a poster of it that hangs in yeah. the hallway over by the vending machines or where the vending machines used to be. Yeah. Are there vending machines? There aren't even vending machines anymore, are there? It's all been moved to the, the cafeteria yeah. area and there's yeah. this whole like wall of vending machine. It's like it's like uh, the hal of vending machines. It will talk to you. It's got its <laughs> own intelligence. You walk in. Hello, Rudy. It's time for your Beef stick. <laughs> it's like, hey, I think you've made too many stops here this right. week. We yes. actually will not accept your payment. That belt is getting a little tight on you, Rudy. Put the M&Ms down. I got to tell Rudy, you, Corinne. Did you really need to have that five-hour energy? Yeah, well, I did. Believe me, I absolutely did. Um, uh, that part of the, the conversation, I'd like to close with my very quick story. 
when I was doing 10 to 2 at night at 1,500 KSTP back in the 70s, right? I was so first on, on it, but I was scared to death. I was like a late teen, early 20s. I'm on one of the biggest signals in the country, and I'm like, oh, my God. But the greatest part of that job, I was doing 10 to 2 at night, and every night at about 1040, the, the request line would start ringing. At about 1040 every night. And I would answer it because I don't know who's calling, right? We didn't have caller ID at that point. I answered the phone, and every single night, Monday through Friday, yeah, is this KSDP? I said, yes, sir, it is. He goes, put that goddamn Johnny Carson on the phone because he was on NBC. (laughs) And and at that time, Hubbard was an NBC station. Every night that guy called me to bitch about Johnny. But he wasn't calling me. No. He was calling to talk to Johnny. Oh, right. we had different callers. When I worked overnights, <laughs> you and I, I would have loved somebody just asking me for Johnny Carson. I oh, suppose, yeah. My God. They the ask calls. you for any favors I, or anything? Oh, yeah. Well, there was one guy. Can I, Ooh. I can, it's not, it's just a terrible combination of words, but he'd always, <laughs> it's so gross. He'd call in every night at the same time and go, hey, did you cream your panties? Oh, What? Over what? Oh, God, look at the face that Chris is making. It's so bad. Like, it was, like, the worst. Love and it, it got to the point where I'd, you know, answer and be like, you know, you know, blah blah like, you know, do our little intro, KQ92. And he would ask, and I'd be so annoyed where I'd go, yes, okay, next. You know, like, yes, yes, I did. Yeah, Just right. so he quit calling in. Yes, yes, I did. Bye. Next. Did you have a request as well? Like, so gross. Isn't that just a terrible combination of words? Oh, it's like, unbelievable. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we got a whole um, crew of people who call in every night. Oh, and, uh, I bet. One night producers, like, and um, <laughs> they'll, like, know. There's one lady who would just call and scream, and they would just take the phone, put it on speaker, yeah. or put it on hold and just set it to the side and let her scream because she just lets her rip for one time I tried to – I'm like, ah, oh, let me see if I can talk totally. to her. Totally. Take the challenge. I know. I used to do that because yeah. I used to do the phones yeah. for Tom's show, and I would be like, oh, can God. I talk them off a ledge? Can I get them to like me by the end of this phone call? Right. Did it work? No. No. <laughs> no, it did not work. No. She's still pissed. I'm going to call in every day now after the show. and like, oh, Do no. it. Put that Chris Eggert on the phone. <laughs> And then just hang up. We should get that intro. The other what calls I used to get was, this is a call from a Stillwater penitentiary. Oh, yeah. Call. A lot of like, penitentiary calls. And depending how bored I'd was, I'd be like, all right. I accept. Okay. Let's. Oh, yeah. Consco <laughs> visit? Right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Got some time. My wife was once on a nine-month-long jury trial. She was on the jury. Nine oh, wow. months it took. The guy murdered two people, right? I uh, set his house on fire to kill one of them and then just murdered the other guy. And Catherine was on, the, and he somehow found out, because Catherine Brandt, she doesn't even use the same last name I do, but he somehow found out that she was my wife. So I used to get letters from, he must be dead now, I'm assuming he's dead, because I don't get any more letters. Every day, or not every day, but every week I would get a letter from him you fixed this trial just because you're in the media and have all that power. You fixed it. You and your bitch wife. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Pardon me, sir. 
But yeah, murdered two people, and I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's yeah, also well, a big fan. If you're in the media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you're in the media, a lot of people, you are the devil. There's no doubt yeah. about that. I had a lady threaten to cut off my other leg. A couple <laughs> <years>. <laughs> it was That's your great. wife. She was, was just <laughs> pissed at you. <laughs> I shit you not. She was. She is like, I don't know what it was. It doesn't even matter. Why? I think I probably told you guys this before, but she was like, you should cut off your other leg, you dumbass, or whatever she said. And I was like, wow. I'm sorry for laughing. She's just OCD. That's just the problem. A little aggressive. A little aggressive. Oh, I, I, I welcome most feedback. It's not very constructive. It wasn't super helpful. No, no, no not, not particularly constructive, but that's that's. What that's was what she happened. mad about? Uh, some political thing, because of course oh, I God. was being biased in whatever it is that we had reported, and so she sure. just lost her ass on me, and so. Um, but that was fun. Yeah. I have a question. Can we? Can anybody? Although there's too much money to be made by by appealing to stupid people, um, I, I just wish that everybody would understand that just because I don't have the same opinion that you do about something doesn't mean I'm the most evil son of a bitch ever born. The, if you you're out in the street, you see people arguing. What are you arguing about? Well, uh, he's he's one of those people. I'm like Jesus. When you the guy doesn't hold a whole lot of power. You know what I mean? Well, the difference is if they were out in the street, they probably wouldn't be arguing. They'd probably be perfectly cordial to each other. But yeah. when somebody's tweeting something at you, or then they don't have to. You know, they can put it out in the universe without having to show their face or to have a real conversation yeah. about it. I think that that's that's what the issue is. Yeah, everybody's a tough guy now too. That's it. Yeah, everybody. Right. Social media created so many, you right. know, keyboard tough guys. Yeah, like, I'm geez. on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a microphone tough guy. Yeah, and a camera same, tough guy. same right. I'll yell at people when they're stealing from the target, and I don't even care. Yeah, it's exa- I've seen it happen. That's all I'm saying. I've seen right. it happen. Geraldo, suck it. <laughs> God, Geraldo. Oh, it's sad. Geraldo's got a cane now. Oh. Oh, he does? Yeah. I don't know if he had surgery or something, but he's... Geraldo's an interesting... You know, he and Shelby are good friends. Do you know that? No. I didn't know that. Yeah, he and Don Shelby are buddies. I met him when I was deployed. He came out to oh, did? Okay. Kuwait. And um, at the time, remember Cassie who ran uh, promotions? Oh, sure. She had sent me a bunch of fake mustaches, so I'd wore it to the, um, to the show. And then he eventually was like, get over here. go, Soldier, get over here. And then he had me on air. And you can tell. Oh, I, have a, I have a clip of it. I mean, like a little screenshot of it. And the lady in studio is like, Rolling her eyes like this is ridiculous, and Geraldo's like, "Look at us, we're twins. Look at us." It was so funny. Why didn't she oh, like it? Funny. I don't know because it was he was supposed to be doing like hard hitting news, and he oh, has this God. little specialist there with a mustache with the the sweat that's coming off, and it's like dripping down lower. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Well, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, tell him to settle down. There's no nothing irritating in the news this morning, is there? Um, not particularly irritating although i i do we, that the cannabis bill passed we talked about that right, yesterday right. Mm-hmm. the house uh and um this story continues to fascinate me i told you guys a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago actually now um there was the leak at a nuclear plant up in monticello yeah yep. and they didn't tell anybody about it mm-hmm. for like three months after it happened well they've come back and said the water's fine don't worry about it so don't worry about it Trust us. 
Yeah, just I like to, last time, but we didn't tell you about it for 30 <laughs> I remember my father-in-law, because we lived, we, we bought a farm up in Dayton, Minnesota, and lived there for many, many years, which is not that far from where you're talking about. I mean, it's not right next door, but it's not no, that that's far. that's pretty close. But I do remember my father-in-law, Don, saying, why do you want to live that close to a nuclear power plant? I said, why? He goes, what if there's a leak? And I'm like, there's not going to be a leak. Well, apparently there was a leak. <laughs> so that's really great news. Yeah, I think that's kind of a, a I don't know. And actually, it's like the 37th anniversary of Chernobyl today, too. Um, oh, is it really? Speaking of which, I just, I've been seeing that on social media this morning. I mean, obviously, the, the thing that happened there in the big grand scheme of things wasn't that big a deal. But I do think right. that we all have kind of this mental or you think of like Three Mile Island or mm-hmm. Chernobyl or something, like your mind automatically defaults to these horrible scenarios right. when I'm sure it's perfectly fine to live around there. I just, that whole yeah. thing, I know we heard from a lot of residents who were pretty frustrated frustrated that it was going on for several weeks before anybody told them about it. And that just, that makes you be suspicious of things, right? Like if you're up front in the first, you know, we wouldn't have to feel this way. No, and then can people ever be up front again, do you think, Chris? Well, everyone's trying to play a spin game, too. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that, that's also the world we live in. Um, there's also a fire overnight. Three people in South Minneapolis, an apartment had to be rescued. Really? Um, Where? Let's see. Uh, it's kind of by the 61st in Lindale. Oh, sure. Okay. I think that's kind of by the Bachmans. Yeah, it is. Down there, yep. isn't yeah, it? It absolutely yeah. is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and a firefighter was uh, slightly injured. Let's see, what else was going on? Um, and then, obviously, all the teams, well, two out of three lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old basketball and hockey outlook's not looking too good. The basketball one's over, and the hockey one's about to be over. But my twins beat the Yankees two days in a row, baby. And, like, first series they've won from them since 2001. 2001. That's exactly right. They tied uh, in New York two and two apiece. Yeah. So they tied, but now they're going to take at least two out of three, maybe all three. And it hasn't happened in 22 years. Isn't that crazy? That's in psychotic, as a matter of fact. It's because the, the, they like to play this game in the newsroom. Our producers are all a lot younger than I am. And so they're like, one of our producers, kind of a wise ass, he's like, he goes, what were you doing in 2001? And I'm like, Mm, thinking back, uh, I was doing TV in Omaha, Nebraska. He goes, he goes, well, I was in second grade, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, that's the last time the twins won a series against the Yankees. And I'm like, Holy Jeez. crap. That is amazing. Isn't it? It, it is insane. Well, uh, and I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, very quickly. I was just going to say, it's been already 32 years since we won a world series. So let's win another one. Shall we? Somebody just showed me that stat the other day too. 32 years. You know, they watching the hockey the other night. It was Sunday night's game. Mm-hmm. They showed some. They always have to do the, like, Minnesota's loserville when it comes to its pro sports. Like, right. there's always a little video montage that they work into there and uh, whenever there's a down point in the game. And that was one of the things that they talked about. You know, they showed the last time there was a World Series and, like, blah, blah, blah. That's so annoying. Like, yeah, we get it. But it's like the classic cliche network thing to fall back on. Well, let's make sure and point out how they, you know their their pro sports teams suck. Well, good. Thank you so much. Yeah. So super. do our politics. Could we bring super. that up too? 
Everybody's politics in America sucks. I don't care if you're yeah, conservative yeah, or liberal. Or the politics are good. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. You're all nuts. How about that? That'll be good. Uh-huh. Chris, always a great pleasure, sir. Good to see you guys. All right. I love the fact that, you know, you told all the stories about people going after you. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I hope you guys don't get threatened to have your legs cut off today. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, I get something every day. There's no question about it. Why, you son of a bitch, Bernard. Like, eh, calm down. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, pal. Yep. Talk to you later. Chris Eggert, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brittany pointed this out to me earlier this morning, and I just love it because there's a picture on the uh, candle as well. Woman who quit job gifts... <laughs> I don't know if I can make it through this. Woman who quit job gifts sorry for your loss candles <laughs> so ex-colleagues can mourn her leaving. Isn't that so good? <laughs> Brittany showed me this story this morning. I'm like, are you pulling my tit? Uh, she's not. A woman who quit a job made her colleagues sorry for your lost candles so they could mourn her, complete with a photo of her face on the label. Branka Olyaka. 24, made, uh, decided to make the presence as a funny joke for her coworkers. So it wasn't an arrogant thing. She's just trying to be funny. Do you think it's funny? I think it's hilarious. I do too. And if I got left behind at that company and I was, you know, this girl, whatever, I would love that candle. I would laugh so hard. I have a question for you. Something just popped up on this, the newsglobenet.net. I don't know, yeah. Kelly Ripa quit what show? There's no way Kelly Ripa. That's going to probably be like. Fake news, clickbait. They're going to be like, she, qu- it, she, she quit was... the show, but it would be like that pop or that uh, soap opera she was on. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know, but she's, okay, so the last time I read something in the news, her and Mark had started, you know, the Kelly and Mark show now uh, right. with her husband. Right, And then she, they were having to do pre-recordings on Fridays because she was doing this generational uh, game show. So maybe there was there was a lot of negative feedback about her pre-recording and having to do Uh-oh. this. So maybe that's what they're talking about. Um, it could be. Yeah, I don't see. She's not quitting her <clears throat> Kelly just, and Mark show. That's the moneymaker for the her. The one thing I will tell you, though, hmm. and, you know, we've already talked about this, but television, radio, obviously newspapers already been through it. There are going to be a lot more people than Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon and Dan Bongino losing their jobs because those people have contracts that television is going to have a bitch of a time. And even though they're on streaming, those news, I don't think they have the money anymore. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I kind of hope Tucker decides to go out and do his own thing. I hope he doesn't end up at, at a news source. I hope that he decides that he's yeah. going to do his own thing like, uh, like, you know, like the Corollas, the Joe Rogans, the yeah, people that right. have just gone out there right. and just created their own entities with their own yep. sales force, with their own product. And I, I really think he might do it just for like a first year or so to maybe get the infrastructure of his new thing off the ground. Maybe, but I, yeah. I bet in the first like I bet in the next two, three years you see Tucker Carlson doing his own thing. There Probably true. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody's but but a lot of this has to do with money and the economy and all the rest of it. If anybody thinks it's all just about, oh, all of a sudden you decided I'm a bad guy, there's a lot of money involved in this. Sure. There's mm-hmm. no question mm-hmm. about that. Uh, real quick, before we go to break, uh, I did get a hold of Dr. Merman. Oh, you did? So okay. if you guys want to chat with him after the break real quick, we can talk about uh, the medical marijuana that was just passed in so, Minnesota. Great idea. Great. We'll be right back.
What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from radio ads to streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. It's the Monkees, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz. Here we come, Saturday, April 29th, at the Pantages Theater, Minneapolis. Mickey Dolenz plays tribute to the iconic group and his bandmates in song and memory with unseen images from the Monkees. Get your tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Talek presents The Monkey, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz, live. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, just to check the uh, weather very quickly here because it's looking really good. Uh, warmer, a sunny start with increasing clouds, a few sprinkles, but it's going to be 58. I don't care if it's sunny or cloudy, 58 sounds good. Tonight, cloudy and breezy, mild with a few showers, a low of 48. Then Thursday, tomorrow, partial sun with a few showers, a high of 64. Just a few showers, no big deal. <laughs> And then Friday, mostly cloudy with scattered showers, a high of 57. So we got, not bad, man. We got uh, 58, we got 64, and we got 57. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Looking really good. Supposed to stay in the 50s, I believe. Yeah, supposed to stay in the 50s all weekend, too. We're getting there, man. There's no question about that. Uh, Is Dr. Merman ready to go? Dr. Merman, how are you? Hey, great, Tom. Long time no talk. I know. I do. Well, the, live. You know, once you get fired, it takes a while to get back on on a show. So you know, all works oh, out. No. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm doing very. How are you guys? How's everybody over at the office? Wonderful. Uh, yeah, everybody's fine. Now, uh, what I wanted to do, doctor. Got a lot of patients for medical uh, cannabis. Uh, sure. So, yeah. Question I have for you, Dr. Merman, and we have here on the show, Rudy's on the show, Brittany's on the show. <laughs> Dr. Merman is the one who got me uh, okayed to use medical marijuana to sleep. It's been working like a charm for year after year after year. What is going to be the separation between commercial outlets and people like you, doctor, who actually, if I hadn't been able to come and talk to you about how to do this, how much to take, how to do it, and all the rest of it, I, I have slept better at this point in my life than I ever had since I was a little kid, will there still be a lot of people? And I guess what I'm asking you, Dr. Merman, is people aren't going to take this upon themselves to diagnose their own level of how much cannabis they should take for medical reasons. Well, I mean, they're still going to come and see you, I'm hoping. Well, um, we're still trying to figure it out, right? Right. Uh, right. As as the talk starts about uh, legalizing uh, adult use, uh, I was uh, quite a bit concerned, obviously, because, uh, I mean, the, the issue is as the growers grow a lot more uh, cannabis for people to have fun with, uh, are they going to 
want to support the medical side of the program, uh, specifically pharmacists. Yeah, uh, and yep. it's, it's extremely important for many of my patients. I would say half. They have to work with the pharmacist to figure out the right medications. Uh, and they're not all the same, and they react different to different people. Uh, and, uh, and, and it's not good to just go somewhere and buy some stuff on the shelf without talking to a, a specialist. Yes. That's my concern. So no, no I, I'm all for, uh, you know, adult use legalization because it should reduce prices for everybody because of scaling, uh, you know, making more product available. Sure. Uh, but I still think we need the pharmacists. And uh, it looks like in the new bill that program is preserved. Uh, uh, I spoke with our lobbyist yesterday, uh, looked at the, some language, and it looks like it's in there. And I hope it stays. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people in the program. I think it's something like 20,000 people in the medical program, and they do need the expert support of the pharmacists. Yes. And, yes. Uh, you know. Uh, I, I see. I'm not. I'm not an expert. I certify people, obviously, because I, I see what I, I understand what their condition is, and I know what's uh, eligible for a medical program, and so I certify. But I don't know how to manage uh, the medications. That's what we need the pharmacists for. Yeah. Uh, yep. Hopefully, they stay. Uh, uh, as far as separation, I don't know. I, I think they'll they'll be able to sell both medical and non-medical in the same store, but I, I, oh, I I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure. Well, that'd be a good thing. I'll give you an example. When I'm talking to Dr. Merman, uh, the doctor who got me certified, got everything taken care of. I'll give a word of warning to people because I've, I've been doing, dealing with this now for about four or five years, something like that. You can't just decide, well, I'll take this upon myself. I'll just do the geef and everything will be wonderful and blah, blah, blah. An example of why you don't want to do that, and I didn't see this coming, but when I was down in Florida, where I'm also certified, by the way, I bought some different stuff. Um, one of the things, and I don't know who the manufacturer is or whatever, but there's actually a gummy out there, and doctor, maybe you could tell me why the hell this is happening, not, not with most of it, but this one product uh, gives me nightmares. It's a gummy, and it gives me nightmares. Now, if I had just gone on my own and said, you know what, I'm gonna just, uh, I'm gonna figure my own deal out, I'll just take the cannabis, I don't need to go get an exam and figure out what to do and how to, how to do it. If you ended up taking those gummies for the first time, giving you nightmares, you're going to think all of it would give you nightmares. Is that for, not correct, for doctor? Sure. Right. For sure. I mean, right. I've seen, I've seen people having side effects, yeah. crazy side effects. Yep. I mean, they're usually short lived, but still, people get scared. My, my own dad uh, took a dose of the first thing they gave him. He took a dose, and he had uh, his leg burning for like two hours. Uh, <laughs> He so he got he got so scared. Well, he he was old at the time, and older people have more side effects. You need the pharmacist to manage it. So we managed it. Everything's fine. Uh, uh, so yeah, you don't want to. You you need to figure out the right product. You need to kind of titrate or how we say it. You know, figure out the right right dose, the right route of administration. There's so many. There's inhaled. There's oral. There's uh, like pills and drops. There's topicals uh, on the medical side, and they all work different. And so that's where you need to figure out the right stuff for you. And everybody is different. And uh, right. uh, once you do, you know, you know we certified, I, I personally certified around 4,000 people. And I see people in follow-up, and they keep raving about this. It's like uh, this uh, changed their life. 
Um, so, but but it needs to be the right product, and it's it's not the fun product; it's a medical product. <laughs> right. They are not the same. No, they're not the same, and people need to understand that, that that it's just not a good idea if you're having trouble sleeping. If this bothers you, that bothers you. Don't try to diagnose yourself. Don't try to pick out the right cannabis for yourself. Go to a doctor, get it done. Because, like I said, if I had taken those gummies, the first thing that that, that, that my first experience with with medical marijuana, if I had eaten those gummies, I said, I'm not taking this stuff. It gives me not, I would have assumed all of it would then. And it's just yeah. not true. Exactly, exactly. Now, it, you know, people may think it's going to be uh, cheaper to take, uh, you know, to just buy stuff on the shelf, uh, whatever, the recreational stuff and use it for medical. Probably not, because uh, as far as I understand, uh, the medical will be tax exempt. Uh, so it will be some savings there. Um, and it, it's really worth it to get expert advice, yes. uh, regardless of the price, really. Well, Dr. Merman, we need to stay in touch through this whole thing, because it's going to be what they're thinking about August when the when the stuff on the street's going to be available. Well, not on the street, but, you know, retail. Okay, so that's, I, I, I spoke with the head of the Minnesota Medical Cannabis Office, okay. and she told me it will take at least a couple of years to get really? all the licensing done. And uh, the stuff grown uh, and, and having it available in a proper way. Okay, so this is not uh, like uh, immediate. I mean, people, I oh. understand, will, will be able to grow their own uh, this summer, probably. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on having a plant in the house. I like, the, you know, the way it looks. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and I never tried smoking it myself, by the way, if anybody's interested. No, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> this, you should, yeah that's true. my thing, but I like the plants. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, so it's, sh- but you really shouldn't expect, uh, uh, you know, legal recreational stuff available for probably a couple of years. That's what I was told. All right, sir. Well, like I said, we'll stay in touch with you, and I'm glad we could reconnect with you after I was off the air for a couple of months. It's nice to have you back, and we'll talk again uh, soon, Doc. Thank you. Can I shout out my uh, connection, like uh, the website? Oh, absolutely. US, yep. Uh, so people can uh, call if they want, uh, lifemedical.us, uh, and uh, there's a link uh, to send me an email if you want, or call the office, or uh, 952-933. 8,900 to call the office, and uh, we'll get you certified if, if you qualify. All Very right, good. everybody, yeah, have a good time. All the best. We'll get it done. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. Thank you. Doctor Bye-bye. Jacob Merman, ladies and gentlemen, the guy who certified me for medical marijuana. But, yeah, you got to be very careful with all that stuff because it's um, – some of it's not going to match up with your body chemistry, I guess. is just the way it works. Absolutely. And I know that um, – even recently that cops around here are having a lot of calls with overdose because people are doing edibles for the first time ever. Yeah. Somebody in my family had to call the police oh, really? not too long ago. I did and not realize. They may or may not be the matriarch of our family. <laughs> oh, my God. Rat her out, why don't you? It's really, really nice. It's the well, Someday I will tell you guys a story. We laugh about it. This was about six months ago. We laugh about it, mm, like, A every little. other week. I mean, like you do, she doesn't. <laughs> oh, no, she laughs so hard oh, about it. Oh, does she really? Yes. That's great. That's all I'm going to say. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.